What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. And as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skate Co. I'm going to go to the website, allineedskate.com, or you can go allineedapparel.com. It'll take you to the same place. First thing you'll see is young Billy Drown steezing out a backside 180 on this yellow bump to bar in time. Uh, young Billy Shreds. And if you scroll down from there, you'll see all our vlogs. The newest one that just went up today is How to Skateboard in a Hurricane with myself, Derek Fukuhara, and Timmy Knuth. And we have tons of video content and uh, audio content on the site as well. If you scroll to the top of the page I get, and hit store the store link, it'll take you to our online skate shop. And I'll give you a rundown because we just updated it. We have a bunch of new apparel. So we have our dress tee. Uh, my favorite would be the worker tee. It comes in safety green and safety orange. We got a re-up on Thrive Prosper Eyes decks. We got also some more Seafood Vengeance. Um, our Nug Jar's on there. Check out our Core Fleece knee-length shorts. I sleep in these things every night. So comfy, comfy. Um, with the drawstring ties up. These things are awesome to skate into. Uh, wartime series decks are out there. Our puffer fish tea is up there. Limited supplies. I don't know what we have in stock, but you can go to the site and check it out. Um, yeah, and our Grandison beanie, our pack and go windbreaker crushes. And cool thing is, if you cop anything from the online store, that goes directly into supporting the po podcast. Um, also, I wanted to mention the New England M is coming up. It's November fourth and fifth. Uh, in Taunton, Mass. at the Edge Indoor Skate Park. And um, it's going to be sick. We're going to have a 14 and under division, 15 and over division, as well as a best trick. We'll have, for the first time, a ladies division, which I'm really hyped to watch. And we're going to have, to end the whole two-day uh, extravaganza off, we're going to have the skate shop invite division. That's where we have 30 skate shops come and battle it they bring three riders each and battle it till we end up with top shop um as always myself brandon westgate nick don pierre will all be there um pachinski's been there in the past manny i've reached out to these guys hopefully we can get the homies to come as well but uh it's crazy it, as you can imagine 30 shops hundreds of kids two-day event we have an after party um and usually live music in between uh, if you can make it out, I would say don't blow it. <laughs> it's going to be sick. And it's our fourth annual. I can't believe we've been doing this for four years. It's fucking sick. Um, last thing before we get into this episode, I never really plug my pro shoe for World. I'm not sure why, so I'm trying to be more proactive. Um, but if you want to check it out, you can go to worldindustries.com. And uh, let me just go to it right now just to make sure I'm right. Worldindustries.com. And the first thing you'll see is my shoe. And you can uh, check it out there, all the specs. Super hyped on what we came up with and designed together. It's a very durable skate shoe, and uh, you put it on, it breaks in right away, and they last forever. I've been shredding mine, you know, they're toasted, but they're still going, no hole or anything. So uh, if you're in need of a new skate shoe and you want, want a good one, head to worldindustries.com. And again, anything you cop from there uh, also helps support this podcast, a portion of it. They have tons of apparel and skateboarders, skateboards as well. Um, yeah, today's episode is we are driving to Boston to skate. And it's me, Derek Fukuhara, Timmy Knuth. Those guys came out to my house for about uh, a week, Sunday to Sunday. And uh, 
we just skated. It was sick. I had the whole week off, and those guys were out here just to shred and check out the East Coast. And oh yeah, and Jeff, my good homie Jeff, is in this in the back seat as well. Um, this is a fun podcast because we're just on the move and we're shooting the shit about anything and everything. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, sad. Yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. shit down i start drinking water and the door opens and a random fucking dude at four in the morning walks into my hotel room and passes out on my cot <laughs> with some random dude our age with just basketball shorts no shirt he was crashing up fucking just goes to sleep on my cot and i gotta wake this dude up has no idea where he is turns out he's smoking like heroin or some shit in the hallway because it just smelled like burnt tire rubber Jeez. and then i take him downstairs and he just starts being a dickhead to the like just straight being like white privilege wait so fucking. when did all the motorcycle people chase this you? is in the very this is the beginning of the night that was the first thing that was the first thing all started because i fucking shotgunned a tall can and that was still at like 2.45 in the morning. Yeah, that's, that was on our way home to the... We pretty much, like, sped walk back to the hotel from there. Three. No, that's exactly what it was. I, yeah, because we go, tried to go to the castle, and they wouldn't let us in because they were closing. There's a castle? Well, there's a bar called the uh, oh, called God. the Castle. You've probably been there. It's like it's really uh, weird. It's like on the other. There's like the strip, and then you like go through that mall with movie theaters. It's on the other side. Yeah, for sure. Probably been there. And then we couldn't even get in because it was like cracking. But somehow Mendenhall slides in because when we show up, there's literally thirty biker dudes pouring out of the place. Like, where the fuck is he? And they start tearing down this chain link fence to the back. <laughs> there's thirty dudes, and one of them's like. I got my fucking knife tonight. Somebody's gonna die. Like I'm just you're just hearing all this crazy Bro. shit go on, and That's we're like, sketchy. and Mendenhall got in through the commotion. And where is this? Florida. This is Ebor. Ebor right. makes sense. And then we're waiting for Mendenhall, and we come out. We get hot dogs. The whole point was to just go get hot dogs. Yeah. And then Mendenhall drops his hot dog. I'll never forget the look on his face. He's so drunk. He drops his hot dog and he just looks up at me like a little kid that dropped his ice cream. Dropped his hot dog. <laughs> and he just looks at me so sad and I'm like, so I bought him another one. Just he just was like a little kid. And then I'll give you that little kid look. Dude. For sure, for sure. And then we like start leaving and these two biker dudes are following us and we're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And so Mendenhall goes like across the street at Ebor, 
and they, they followed him, not me and Timmy. Yeah. And so Mendenhall goes to the cops. Smart. And then me and Timmy are at that little fucking pizza stand on the, you know, there's a little pizza window everybody goes to an e-bar. Yeah. And it's right next to that, like, um, club where it's all, like, trannies and stuff. There's, like, a right next door, because every time I go get a slice there, next door is, like, a club for, like, it sounds trannies familiar, like or gay, some, like, like a bunch of gays, trannies, like, it's, like, one of those types of places, so I'm always just eating pizza with, like, a bunch of dudes that look like a chick. A bunch of fucking... Yeah, like, think. Genderless. Yeah. No, I'm not judging anyone's gender. No, but, like, whatever they're going for, they got it, and I'm eating pizza with them. Yeah, and so the fucking bikers walk across the street to us, to me and Timmy, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? I'm like shaking. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? And he's like, we at the castle. I was like, yeah, he's like, I'm like, we didn't get in though. We got there when it closed. Your friend pushed our friend. Like, fuck off. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, dude, we didn't get in. And I'm like, he's like, said some shit. I'm like, I was like, why would we fuck with you guys? I'm pretty sure it's like, so I was like, why would we fuck with you? We're skateboarders. Like, why would we fuck with, like, you guys? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And in his responses, you know, people are trying to start just looking for a fight. He goes, yeah, calling yeah. me a liar? That was his response. Ah, uh, that's the worst. And that's when somebody's, they don't, they know they're wrong, but they still just want to fight. They're just drawing a line. Yeah. They're like, this is where my intelligence stops and my yeah. ignorance begins. Don't cross it. Yeah, like, so oh, the, we go walk over to the cops where Mendenhall is, and the cops are, like, not giving a shit, yeah. and we tell him, and then by the time we look up, there's, like, fucking six of them, and, and they're, like, 20 feet away, and the cop goes, who, those guys? It just points right at him, and there's, like, six of them, they're right there, I'm like, thanks, bro. Did they just turn around and walk like, away? No, they just didn't give up, they probably knew the cop, you know, oh, it's, like, some okay, fucking okay. shit, and he's, like, where are you staying? We're, like, down the street, he's, like, just go back to your hotel, and I'm, like, we're like, they're right there. Yeah. Like, they're gonna just run after us as soon as we fucking step away. Help us. Yeah, help us, dude. So job. we just like sped walk back. <laughs> and then then all that other shit happened with the fucking pimp and then the dude walking into the room and went to sleep at like seven. I had to take the dude downstairs and he just started being a dickhead to the fucking. He was like, it's your job to tell me what room I'm in and shit. And Timmy's just hammered with the Wait, dude. Who's this guy? The dude who walked into my room. And oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you had to like take him downstairs he and maybe figure him. out what fucking room he was in. Turns yes. out, of course, he was next door. Nice. But like, he's just being, he starts being a dick, and Timmy comes down with men and all. Timmy's like hammered with a beer. He's like twenty. Yeah. And he just starts Uncle Timming this dude. He's like full glassy eyed. Dude, Tim. yeah. Tim's yeah. just like, dude. I might have a fake idea. Yeah, you had a fake idea. I just remember you were, I remember you were <laughs> but, 21 years old downstairs <laughs> on the counter. He was resting his beer on the counter and he starts talking to the dude like, dude, you just gotta take responsibility for your actions. And he starts like schooling this dude and Timmy's like 20 and hammered. And then the That's the guy thing, to take advice from. The <laughs> same thing that Timmy, Timmy's fucking card stopped working. So the same thing that that dude needed Timmy was just super polite to the dude, and he was shit-faced, and, and he was just like, Hey, my car stops working, can you, like, fucking switch this for me? And he's like, yeah, no problem. But the same thing that the dude was asking for, but he's being a dick, that he wouldn't, he wouldn't, do, he wouldn't it, yeah. do it for the other dude, but he just did it right in front of Timmy. And then they brought security, and they made the dude sleep in the lobby in his fucking shorts and no shirt until the fuck his friends came down the next morning. Well, they didn't make him sleep. He probably just passed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't let him. Yeah, they're just like, there's a couch. Good luck. All this, all that story, which I don't know how much I actually recorded, but I cut in the middle there, or like in the beginning. But uh, that all came because we just pulled into Duncan's. 
and uh, I totally bummed out that biker guy. <laughs> You're right, dude. It was a Sunday. That's why I didn't fight with him. I was just like, I, I so the, we pull up to Duncan's and the dude's parked in the, mo- in the lane with his motorcycle, but we can't see his car because there's cars next to it and stuff. And there was still enough room for me to park. We all agree. Yeah. That was like No, you fully pulled in. But I was rude for sure. But he was like, Oh, come on, what the fuck? Come on. And I was like, dude, this is someone's Yeah, it's a Sunday, he's on a bike, you guys totally were right about that. Someone's uncle, like he's I didn't want to pull him up out. for his ride. Yeah. He just seemed he didn't even like get mad. You'd think like the biker guy would be pissed. He just got bummed out. So like, we, he's just bummed yeah, we like bummed him out. I was like, okay, that's why I kind of laughed because I was like, was not expecting that. I thought he'd be like a hard ass biker, like beat it, but no. Nah. So that's why I just moved. <laughs> I literally just asked him, "You that like, bummed you out?" Fuck? Yeah, well, like it's meant for one vehicle, and he's totally right. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really trying to park though. I was just trying to turn around, but then I saw a guy there, so I was like, "Uh." You just wanted to test it. I just want to take a second. Like, I didn't want him to think I was going to hit his bike, you know? It's like your social experiment to see how he would Kind of. Kind of. It's like, let's test this person today. So, for the people listening, we got Derek Fukuhara in the car, Timmy Knuth, and we got Jeff in the back. And Derek and Timmy have been staying with us since Sunday. It's Sunday today, so a whole week there. And uh, we've been shredding. Went to Maine yesterday. How you feeling about your trip, dude? A little rained out, though. By shredding, he means we've been drinking Dunkin' Donuts and eating <laughs> fucking Boston cream pies and fucking all week. Dude, I, I do that, like, almost... There's days where I go every day with getting a coffee and a Boston cream. Do you feel too? Yeah, is that bad? Should I eat a Boston cream donut every day? I don't think so. What's that? I don't think so. It works. I get worried that I'm gonna fucking just become some fat dude later in life because all those Boston creams are gonna catch up to me. Just wake up one day. But we've been going pretty good. It's just been raining a lot, which is fucking annoying. But we've skated a lot for how much it's rained. We went to the Orchard Bowl, which was sick. Timmy fucked that thing out. That was sick. You almost had that blunt tray. Fuck you, right? I got an angle that looks like you landed it if you cut it with a three-second roll. Alright, we'll just instead bullshit it. It's like three-second roll with the slow-mo. <laughs> so it's really like you stayed on for half a second, but when you slow-mo it, it counts. That's a good idea. Film everything in slow-mo and just barely ride away, and it'll look like you rode away forever. Genius. Smoking mirrors, bros. Do you have uh, do you have access to Boston Creams back home this season? Yeah, but not as I good. got access to, like, some real snobby coffee too so yeah I get normally off for that I actually have access to all the donuts in the world in my fucking kitchen oh yeah caffeinated kitchen shout out caffeinated kitchen little plug yeah sponsors Derek's lady fucking give me the rundown just she makes this episode of the Settler Show sponsored by the caffeinated kitchen does she have an online store no um she sells directly to like local spots in Long Beach. Yeah, so she has like over 25 accounts in like the Orange County and Long Beach area. And she's, it's so sick because this is like 
There's more caffeinated kitchen updates on the Shetler Show than my life updates. I know, I know, I love it. For so, some uh, reason, I'm just super interested in the caffeinated kitchen. <laughs> so, uh, every time you guys talk, dude, every time. <laughs> and we have progress. Last time we talked, yeah, not it was a little progress. Bleak. It was a little bleak last time, I remember. This time, we have updates for you guys. Nice. <laughs> I know you guys have been waiting <laughs> on the Shetler Show. Uh, they have. If they listen to the last episodes, they're like me nail biting on the side right now. Yeah, you asked me last episode. How many more donuts? Like, Fuck, there's not the same shit. No, uh, now she's actually like verbally agreed to opening up a space. Uh, it's going to be right by her house. And it's like going to be this sick shared space where there's like a cop- coffee pop up and then there's like another business that's gonna open up and it's like attached to all these sick like architecture firms and all this hip shit yeah so they've already had like the blueprints and Jen's gone over them and this it's a dude who owns like a few a few successful restaurants in Long Beach so he's uh gonna help out and you know when you start a business from scratch like that it's always good to have somebody who's been through it before yeah especially opening a fucking any sort of food, cafe, restaurant, you know. There's like, probably so much shit that you would just fuck up because you don't know. Yeah. But if you have some... Yeah. But if you had someone there who's been through the ringer and they can help you out, sure. Yeah, so he's going to um, throw a little bit of money in to build out the space because, he, you know, even if she leaves and he'll still have that, but he's really interested in working with her in her business because he knows that she has, like, this big following on social media and... It's just like a great look for his um, property. Yeah. So that's great news. So I'm probably in the next six months going to never see my girlfriend. Uh, That's uh, all right, though. She'll be building something sick. But it'll be cool, too, because it's really close to our house. It's like maybe like three blocks away. So we'll have like another creative hub to just be able to go down, get a cup of coffee. Even if I don't talk to her, I can just go kick it and have a space and, you know. That's do my fucking thing. Well, that's good. It seems like that's good progression moving forward. Mm-hmm. Try out the yeah, it's great. the restaurant type deal. And it's like we've seen so many people since she's had her business in the past couple of years. We've seen so many people open locations and become successful in that small amount of time, and they don't have nearly the following that she does. Yeah. So she's just very tentative, but it's like, yo, your shit is gonna fucking work. She's a hard worker. She's a smart chick. Like, it's going to yeah. work. Yeah. You know? If you don't give up and you just keep adjusting and figure out. Because, like, the only time you give up is when you hit a problem, you know? And if you can't solve the problem, then that's kind of on you. You can always downsize yeah. and approach differently or try a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get over those fucking walls. Mm-hmm. That's what separates someone from being successful or not, you know? It's really cool, like, now that I'm, like, done it. Now that I say the word like 70 times already in this podcast. Nice. But that's now that one I'm, that I do too. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> now that I've been engulfed in this world of business the last couple of years and getting more comfortable with it as we're skateboarders. So, you know, that's something that we're not really. We try to avoid. Yeah. When you're younger, you just want to skate. You don't want to like go crunch numbers and worry about bills and like all that shit. You just want to be the, go skate. Be Absolutely. The dude skates, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and. <clears throat> It's cool getting involved and just learning about it and not, it's not so black and white, you know, when you own a business or especially if you own it, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. It's your business, yeah. And if you fail, that's cool. Like, and I think with, with business, you learn a lot about failures and continue to move on and adapt and 
like I said, it's not black and white. Like you can do whatever you want. You can be creative. You can take different lanes. Nobody can tell you what you can or can't do with it. Obviously, laws. Yeah. But you know, as long as you're not being a shitty person, you're providing and creating a sense of community. You can really do anything and just test, test, test. That's what we say at High Rise of Baby Talk. Everything is just test and adapt, test and adapt, test and adapt. Yeah. And it's fun to do that and see what works and what doesn't work. And not taking it seriously and we take it seriously, but yeah, you're not just trying to fucking get rich. You know, you're trying to like you're trying to build, build something. something. Yeah, and that takes time, and you don't want to like, you know, a lot of people didn't get into it. And it's just gonna come together nicely, but it's never like that. It's very seldom. It's always pretty messy, and you gotta like keep growing and adapting because you gotta start somewhere. Not everyone goes into business with a shit ton of money and like experience. You know, it's like your child. You know, like yeah. we don't have kids, but ha- having these businesses, it is like having a kid and you you can nurture it the way you want and see how it grows yeah which is really awesome which it kind of leads us into doobie talk how's that going doobie talk's going pretty well man break it down for us like how did it come to be who's involved and how often do you do it stuff like that yeah so you guys if you haven't listened to me me on any of these shetler shows like what i do outside of skateboarding it's um i do media for my friend's company called the high rise co it's like what up boys Shout out the High Rise Co at the High Rise Co on Instagram. It's like a, it's a cannabis influence like clothing company. And then a couple years ago, we started High Rise TV, which I started with him. And that's just like a cannabis influence YouTube channel where we do like reviews on products. We do a bunch of ads. Fucking Shetler is Mark Cabernet. Uh, we do product reviews. We do a bunch of hygiene videos. Um, some cinematically shit and then uh, we you guys pump out a lot of content yeah we pump out content like three to seven days a week and uh, then we started our podcast we we got like a cool little following off that in the first year year and a half and we started our podcast called the Doobie Talk Podcast and that's where we're bringing value and we're kind of telling the story behind the high rise and how some just stoner skateboarders have been able to start these businesses and live off of them so the kids who've followed the high rise since jump and you know they're interested we want to share how we did it and we want to try to inspire some of these young kids that don't know where they're what they want to do and give them the tools and some of the avenues and some information to help steer them in the right direction that's sick and what 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 prompted the podcast? Because you guys were doing, you're doing like apparel stuff, you're doing the YouTube channel, you're doing all the social media, and like, why why the value in the podcast? I Just think to tell the mission statement? Yeah, that's part of it. It all kind of came together perfectly. So I've always wanted to do a podcast, like, forever, for at least the last five years. I've had a mic, I've done a couple beta ones, but I didn't, it, timing wasn't right, you know, timing is everything. And then, um, so with High Rise, like, when I started working with my buddy Aaron, it was super sick. Is he's so humble? He never wanted to be the face of his own company. He never wanted to be a Nikki Diamonds or whatever. He wanted to. He just wanted to see his company grow. Yeah. And he wanted to build it. But as we're moving into this age of influencers and social media, like people, they want to follow a person, and you are your brand. You yeah. know. So we almost made it look like it was this big company, but there was only two or three of us. Yeah. And now we want to be like, look, it's actually only fucking two or three of us. And, like, you guys can do this shit. You know? So he wanted to do that. We started about a year ago. We both, like, I started, like, 
reading a gag about a year ago, and then we both started getting into a bunch of cool, different shit. Like, he started getting into Gary Vee, and we started getting into Tim Ferriss, and started finding all these um, influential people that are very inspiring, and kind of that switched his brain and making him want to be the business owner that puts his face out there and provides value for people. Yeah. And the way I always looked at High Rise, when even before I started working with him, is I'm like, yo, dude, this is so sick. High Rise is bigger than just a clothing brand. You know, like one day it could be something way bigger. And then we started a YouTube channel and we somehow got this fucking good following. You guys worked your ass off of the following. Yeah. You figure out the content that was working and you churned it out and you built up a following for sure. Yeah, so it's a lot of hijinks and I want, you know, I want to provide value to these kids. Like, I want to, now we have a platform to where we can share knowledge and, like, I like doing fun shit, but I'm a fucking nerd and, like, I'm always digging deeper to, like, personal growth and development and... Well, if you can do it, why not? You know, like... You don't, if you just lay comfortable in what got you to the show, you're just not going to grow from there. So it's like, let's try to adapt and try a different approach and bring more value to the show. Makes yeah. perfect sense. And I think that's awesome that Aaron wants to take more of like a leadership role in the face of the brand thing. Because, I mean, why you do what you do is more important, you know? And the more you know the people, you more you, the more you understand their purpose, you yeah. know? Get to see the authenticity if it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. Or if it's not, you, you know? Like, the more you know the people churning out the content and stuff the more you understand their motives you know absolutely which helps you you know if you know someone's doing something for a crazy reason you don't agree with then you know you just, you just stare clear of it you know and then it, it just puts us in touch with a lot of our following you know like now yeah. you'll find your audience too because if you're just if, if Aaron steps up and is like this is you guys are doing through the podcast talking about why you did what you did and how you're doing it people are going to understand you even more you know? absolutely you'll find the people, right just, people right audience now we get DMs to our personal Instas that are just asking questions, you know, like yeah. curious kids or it's cool. We have people hit us up like, yo, listen to the last podcast. You guys talk about like pixels and funnels and um, segmenting your email lists and shit like that. And we've had like a couple emails of people that run businesses in the cannabis community that are like, yo, I just set up a pixel on my website. Like I'm going to start segmenting my emails this week. I'm like, yo, let us know how it goes if you run into any problems. So every podcast we we give some sort of value, whatever it is that we're implementing ourselves into our business, whatever we're learning, whether it's personal development or whether it's business, marketing, social media. And then um, then we talk about what's going on with high-rise, our successes and our failures from the week. And then we just bullshit. Like last podcast, we talked about like fucking Nicolas Cage's spending habits. <laughs> you know, so. Did you bring him up just because I look like him? No, but I definitely brought up that you look like him. <laughs> we had like a thread. Up. We had like a text thread of Nicholas Cage in there. Nicholas Cage. Is there a bunch of Nick Cage faces on cats? For sure. That's got to be. I'm sure there is. I feel like someone showed me that before. Yeah. There is, right? Yeah. There's a good website dedicated to Nicholas Cage's face on cats. So I think. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Not just cats. It's literally anything in the world. Have you guys seen the YouTube video Nicholas Cage loses his shit? No. Okay. Fucking push pause right now if you're listening to this and go YouTube. Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage loses his shit. I'll try to play it up in like a picture in picture mode or something. Yeah, it's just like a fucking five minute montage of him losing his shit in all the movies he's in. Perfect. I have to watch it. Oh yeah. shit! Watch out, cars. We're on our way to Eggs, by the way. We're driving because we got rained out 
for a couple days on this trip. We made the best of it. It's We got the residue from the hurricanes. So, like, it's all coming up here now. Just when these guys flew in from sunny California. Thanks, Jose. <laughs> but Jose. we've been... I don't know which... There's there's so many. I don't know. I couldn't tell you which is what... Just coming back to back to back. Yeah. So, we got... These guys got here. We got one day of street skating, which was sick, around Boston. We went to Lynch Family Skate Park, and we skated this spot called Candyland, and that was sick. And then we got rained out, so we went to the edge... And then uh, we also went to Maine and New Hampshire. We did a lot, but we just kept kind of trying to dodge the rain. But today's beautiful, and these guys are going to fly out. So I figured we'll go hit eggs, because it's like a staple spot in Boston, ledge spot. It's pretty classic. You guys probably already know. I want to ask Timmy about what happened with your flight. What was that? On the way out here. How do you miss your flight when you sleep right next to it? I, I think uh, one of these loud enough, I think. There's one a little too big the night before. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you even, like, stay right next to the hotel? Yeah, I drove from Oceanside and stayed in a hotel right next to LAX and went out with a couple friends from Florida and just went a little bit too big. And Did you set your alarm? Yeah. You slept through your alarm? Yeah, two of them. Damn. Why were you going so big? Just because you had friends in town? Friends in town, yeah. Nice. Sometimes you gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive. Flightless. Yeah, yeah, I get. Derek's about to take off from, uh, where'd you fly out of? LA. LA, and he's like, yo, I don't know what's going on. I get a text. Yo, I don't know what's going on, but my flight's about to take off, and Timmy's not here, and I'm like, and his phone's dead. And I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder what's going on. And Tarek's about to take off and not know his whole flight. And then, uh, Timmy hits me up eventually. When your, what, your phone was dead? Your battery died? Uh, it died after I woke up and then fucking plugged it in. Yeah, then I figure out Timmy just blacked out. And then you had to buy a ticket, and how much was it gonna cost you? It was like almost 600 bucks. Fuck, dude, from, that would have just sucked. change it on the Delta one. Yeah. To stay on the same, like, fucking airlines. So I switched it, or then I called him back, canceled that $600 one, and got a cheaper one with American for like $250, like yeah. half, less than half. Way better, way better. I know, I was like, damn, he just lost, he's going to have to pay 600 bucks just to get out here. Tough. <laughs> More expensive than the whole round trip. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> That's a lot of money spent to that airline with only one flight. <laughs> one person, one How's Winnie? Winnie's good, right? Yeah. I saw your Winnie shirt. It gets me hyped every time. Yeah. It makes me want an Elwood shirt. She's a year and a half now. Fuck yeah. It's my dog. First dog? Like, I'm my kid. It's not here for the kid. <laughs> Timmy just has a kid now. <laughs> Never. That'd be interesting. Never? You don't think you'd ever have a kid? Ever? Never, ever. How old are you? 26. And you're saying never already? Never. never. That's confidence. I, I kind of believe you. <laughs> what are the reasons? Top three reasons to not have a kid from Timmy Knuth. Yeah, go ahead. I'm poor. Nice. That's a good reason. <laughs> I'm a kid myself. <laughs> Very smart. Nice. Um, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, Timmy. That's what you call a, a self-aware 26-year-old <laughs> right there. Yeah. <laughs> and like all the kids I see having kids. Yeah. It just seems horrible. Terrifying. Yeah, it's like all the people that you hear, they're like, yeah, all the people that shouldn't have kids have kids. Yeah. yeah. You're like, 
just like a vicious The only one, the thing I worry about is like the people that try to convince you to have kids or to get married. Those people freak me out. Because I'm like, why are you so invested in what we're doing? Yeah. Like, if it's so good, you should be busy doing what Come you're doing. Come over to the dark side. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> relax, bro. Relax. Because I'm on Timmy's tip with that one. Like, I'm trying to live my life well, still. you didn't want to go to college, get a job, get married, show <laughs> yourself? Yeah, follow the rules, maybe. You didn't want to go have a picnic on a Saturday with, like, six other families because you can't do anything with your kid? The best is, like, when you hear, like, a comedian talking about the conversations. I can't remember who it Double is. Double negative, Ari Shafir. Maybe. His, new, his new special is all about, so like, good, not but... having kids. Oh, yeah. I think it might have been, like, Joe Rogan or somebody. He's talking about how he has to have conversations with his his kids' friends' dads and oh, shit. Yeah. And how he just, it's the worst interactions at always. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I love kids, though. Kids are the fucking best. I just don't want one either. <laughs> There's, like, so many reasons. Like, Let's, we will, the fucking quiet guy in the back, Jeff, could you ever consider having a kid? No, oh, man. I'd be so bummed. Everybody, Derek, you? So, when it comes to marriage and having kids, like, I would rather have a kid than get married. Because, yeah. like, what the fuck is marriage, you know? But yeah. then, it's legally binding paperwork. But then, having a kid is something that, like, emotionally, like, as a human being, has to be, like, so special, you know? Like, fucking reproduce and look at that shit, like Dave Chappelle says, like, you came out of my nuts! <laughs> you know? Like, you could Just like it. that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, imagine smoking weed and looking at your kid. No, like, no, the I fucking feeling you get would be so crazy. Yeah. But, fuck, like, well, you're I want to me and my chick are both from, like, <laughs> fucking the families and communication was just horrible and broken up and all that shit, so, like, we're we don't have that like fantasy that Disney fantasy you know yeah. like we're realistic about it like we both have goals and we both have dreams we both want to do shit see the world together like I've, I've learned more about myself in the last two years than I have my entire fucking life yeah and I'm glad that I didn't have a kid before that yeah 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 you know like Agreed. every book I read every fucking thing I watch I learn about parenting and how you know like yeah. to, but I don't fucking really want to have a kid you yeah. know well, you should learn, we should learn to nourish our own lives first, like, Absolutely. figure out how to, like, develop ourselves and get into situations where we're not, you know, you gotta grow, you gotta learn to be an adult, it takes time, like, you could be young and still be adult-like, you know, or take on responsibility and all that stuff, but it takes time, you know, it's scary, because so many people just have kids right away. I'll figure it out. And they're, do, they're kids, to, and it's, yeah. yeah, that's the thing, is, like, it's, if you have a kid, now you have to give up your, your own like shit. A lot of, you should rest your development, your rest of development, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I feel like there's a lot of, like, um, regret. I feel like yeah. young kids like that because they like can't be selfish like have that time for themselves and so, you like, need that like, to travel or yeah do whatever in that de- and you need that time to develop because you got to go out and make mistakes sink into culture feel the world figure out what the fuck's what so you can find purpose so you can know why you do it you and know? you can teach through experience yeah yeah you know like don't, and then figure your own shit out so it's not like a do as I say not as I do yeah because you got to lead by example and then on top of that like one of the main things to me as well is where the fuck are we gonna be in five or ten years you know like i already look at how hard it must be to raise a kid with all of these these fucking ipads and iphones and social media and shit yeah like where are we gonna be in fucking five or ten years but i mean i guess it comes down to communication with anything you know like yeah 
you can't just sit here and be like, I'm the adult, I'm the authority. Like, you have to talk to your kid, and you have to ask them what's going on. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, teach me about this shit. Oh, because the kid's going to adopt the technology way yeah, easier. Yeah, and, and then, like, yeah. as an adult, you're going to want to, like, resist against it. But as we go into this future, whatever the fuck we're going, if you have a kid, it seems like you have to, like, you have to learn from them. Yeah. And the communication has to be there. Like, Rogan always talks about, you got to talk to your kid like an adult. And you gotta, and it's okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. You know, when your kid's like, why is this? Say, I don't know. And now you have the fucking tool to find that answer in your hand instead yeah. of just telling your kid, I don't know. And then you keep fucking scrolling through Instagram yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a good answer. So that's one thing that kind of scares me about having a kid is like, I don't know how I'm going to adapt to this fucking future of technology. How am yeah. I supposed to lead somebody through it when I don't know what the fuck, how to handle it myself, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see having a kid. I don't want a kid right now, because I'm still, like, just enjoying skateboarding and doing cool stuff and, like, stuff that, um, brings you joy, you know? Like, shit, you're like, God, let's go to fucking Maine <laughs> and skate some <laughs> random park. Like, it's ridiculous, but let's, if I had kids, all that time would be gone, you know? Yeah. Like, it's cool to have people that want to go do stuff, you know? But I could see it. If you had a kid, you'd have to just, that would be your main focus, would be the development of that child. At least for the first two years, right? That's like a two-year loss. I'm not a loss, but because of gain, because you're having a child, and you're. But for you, your two years of just providing. If you don't have money either, people have kids, and they got families that will give them more uh, ability to be a kid still. You know, because that's what it is. I imagine it's like you have a kid, you lose your ability to be a kid. So now you're just not happy in life, and you're trying to raise a kid. You know, but if you had someone with money, they could be like, oh, well, you can still get two days off to just like go have fun with your friends and I'll watch your kid or something that would be a better situation maybe yeah there's a lot you think of that happens there's, I think so I, I, mean, think I don't that, know <laughs> yeah and because like you said like there's a lot of people that are promoting it like family members like when are you gonna have a kid when are you gonna have a kid oh I'll have a kid I'll help you take care of it I'll help you take care of it yeah and, da, 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 da. and it's like their motives because they want to be a kid. they want to be they yeah. want to be an uncle or aunt or a grandparent you know because they can brag to their friends and some people are in that situation where you know, everybody has a different idea of family, you know, yeah. and how important it is. It's like, cool because we're to the point now, that's always my argument, when someone tries to pressure me into shit, I'm like, we're at the point now where not everybody has to have a kid. It's like, there's so many fucking people, so like, people that want to have kids can have kids, and we're gonna keep going on, I'm sure, you know? Like, there's people out there that just aren't gonna have kids, you know? a dog first, try it out. Yeah, dogs are tight. Dogs are tight. Problem is, you might want twenty dogs one day because yeah, you start getting you start getting used to how to take care of them, and then it becomes a little easier. And then you're like, I can see like wanting more dogs. You know, don't let fucking Dash hear that though. Don't. <laughs> she'll be like buying dogs without asking. Dog shopping. Yeah, that'd be ridiculous. We're talking about skateboarding, family, and dogs today on the show. Their show. <laughs> Jeff, I think you could have a kid. Oh man! Don't even not right now. Don't put that. Evil. Not right now. Not right now. You're you're a bit low card right now, but <laughs> in like a good way, you know, like skate. I'm sure know. it would be fine. Like I'd take responsibility, whatever. Raise a child, love it, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But I don't want that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like Jeff's the type of dude that would handle that if he had if he happened. I feel like we all could. Yes. Yeah. Amazing dads. Should we start a band? Okay. Should we start a band? Dads. The Amazing Dads. It's a four-person band. The We're all dads. Dad, non-experience. <laughs> <laughs>
self-proclaimed amazing dad. But I mean, games. but the only reason I'm saying that about Jeff is because like he looks like he would just transition well into a dad. Like put a mustache. Yeah, throw the dad cap on him and like a bar, like one of those. Uh, get him in front of, in front of a barbecue, and you're like, yeah, that's someone's dad. Just swap out his fucking New Balances. Yeah. Just put new Balances on it. <laughs> You'd be like, that's someone's dad, for I sure. Shoes on now, yes. Just walk up to him and be like, whose kid is yours? Can we talk about the 11-year-old dad that was at the skate park yesterday? <laughs> what do you mean? The, the young one that was skating with us. He was getting drive off in his F-150. Oh. Like There's a kid at the skate park that looked like he'd been working in the mill for 17 years, <laughs> but he was only 11. Tony, right? Tony. Tony was the man. Yeah, the tucked in stained shirt. He kept saying about like he kept being like he was like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna land this. I'm not gonna leave until I land this. He kept saying that with everything. I was waiting for him to He's land so he could leave and drive off in his F one fifty. Was he really driving that? No, but he was like 11, and he looked like he's been working every day for like 40 <laughs> years. <laughs> like calloused hands. That's that's sure. That didn't stand out that much to me, but it's probably because you're used to California, huh? <laughs> because the kids back home like want to look like that kid. Yeah, like he looked like he'd had a fucking yeah Budweiser every night for like, like his 40. Years. I like that that type of kid has like a dirty white shirt on, like he just got out of work. Yeah, it was and like his collar stretched out, but it's tucked in. He had like a little beer belly. <laughs> he did. He was shaped. He had some like worker pants on, <laughs> like a fucking faded hat from the sun. And that fakey flip though, right? Yeah. Nailed it. He took brutal slams. Me and him were trading slams. You guys did, but he got tried to get your back after you slammed. He took the same exact hipper. Yeah. Tony, Tony knew because he seemed like he was working a forty-hour week that week. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and he knew he was he like, "You got to get it while you can. Exactly. Like, take these slams right now." <laughs> it's like this is my time. He's like the dude on the motorcycle. <laughs> he was like, like, "Don't bother me." <laughs> he was definitely eleven. Yeah, today that guy. How funny was that? I'm surprised you guys didn't laugh. I couldn't help it. I just barged that guy's spot kind of oh, on purpose. Gosh. I wasn't really planning on parking there. His reaction was the best though. When you pause, he's like. Yeah, yeah just hands bump, in the air and just goes, bump. What the fuck? He's trying to chill in his parking spot. Yeah, yeah, just he was just bummed, and that's what made he just me ruined his whole coffee morning. But I, <laughs> no, no way, no way. Real prick. I wasn't mean. I didn't say anything mean. I just was like, this bums you out. And he's like, so well, come on, it's a one spot. Bikers get no respect. <laughs> fuck these kids. But when you went, when you went, when he went like, oh fuck, when I, when I pulled in the spot next to his bike, I was just like, oh, he's probably fucking been working. He's on his bike. He's bummed out because I'm raining on his parade by parking too close. I was like, I felt kind of fucking bad for him. Maybe they don't get any respect. I don't think so anymore because it's like a bunch of fucking young hipsters that all ride motorcycles and they're like us. Yeah. They're like old core skateboarders and they got to deal with fucking like trends and shit. And get yeah. All bitter. <laughs> is that what we are? Am I saying that we're all fucking better? Wait, what? But I mean, like, you know, it's like I'm not that better. It's I'm like core better. Skate, old core skaters seeing the young kids and then yeah. do the same shit as like these old bikers and now they're seeing all these fucking young kids. Yeah, I mean, that's one version. I've been that at times where you're like, oh, like, you when the light's on you and then it's not on you, it's on someone else and you're like, oh, should still be on me. You know, like, there's shit like that that happens. I've felt that before. Then you just go, ah, fuck it. Like, you just gotta do things for your own reasons. 100%. You know? Yeah. Because then it's like, that's the internal fire. You, there's no approval from anybody or anything. Yep. And everyone becomes a character. That's the beautiful thing I love about skateboarding. Like, 
there should always be more people because everyone can have some different interpretation or style. The sad thing is people follow the trends. And then it's just one fucking thing after another, you know? Like, how many carbon copies of styles are we going to see, you know? Yeah. Everyone's unique. It would be sick if everyone was just uniquely themselves. That doesn't always happen because people want points and money or fame or notoriety from skateboarding. But that's, like, what we get bummed out. I get bummed out about that sometimes. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is, like, young kids trying to find... I mean, I was one of these kids. You're yeah, me too, kid me too, me too. trying to find yourself. Yeah. And you identify with people who seem they're like they're like-minded, and then you want to kind of... Or you're inspired yeah, by them, you so you want to emulate them mm-hmm. a bit, you know? like. And then you want to be accepted into a culture, and this is what you think. You do what you think you need to do, because when you're young... You want to stand out, but you don't stand out like too much. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and especially as a you want to be noticed and, and get some appreciation and recognition. But, but it's like sure. the fine line of being like too eccentric, which nowadays skateboarding is like accepting of that. You know. Yeah. Of being like over eccentric. Well, it just seems like there's no gatekeepers, so everyone, anyone, and anyone who wants to get involved, good, bad, and ugly, can, and that's how it should be, right? Absolutely. There should be skateboarders that you're like, ah, I don't necessarily agree with their approach or their fucking attitude. Because that means, like, they can have access to skateboarding, too, right? Yeah. So that's fair. That's one thing when, like, people hate too much and they're just hating to get rid of, like, shit they don't like. It becomes so, like, about them, you know? Yeah. That they're just burning everything down because it's all about them. Mm-hmm. It's like, that that happens, too. Oh, yeah. Which is gnarly. Yes. I can only imagine what kids go through nowadays with social media. Because when we were, like going through it and discovering skating and even school and shit like we didn't have this virtual place to get made fun of <laughs> no, <laughs> or, or to be praised or to be praised hating on you behind your back and you're wondering yeah. why you can't get sponsored by a certain company but it's because fucking so and so yeah because you. these gatekeepers behind closed doors and they see you in your face and they shake your hand for fucking 10 years and act like everything's cool yeah but now it's like it's right out in the open you're like oh this dude's talking shit yeah that's right because you're like what's up or even the opposite, just to get all that praise. Like, some people, like, when you're young and you're super good at something, whether it be skateboarding, music, fucking, whatever, whatever, people are going to be in awe, you know? So, like, and you're so young, you, how would you know to handle that? Especially if you had a huge so following, tough, you have, like, thousands of people that are like, this is fucking, like, you're going to be a, test your character real quick, right? Yeah. Oh, shit, Star Drive, that's what we need. I like that we're recording this. We're in the tunnel right now, guys. Yeah, we are. This is pretty gnarly. I always think about, like, what would happen if, like, the fucking thing collapsed. Like, how like how gnarly. You'd be stuck in this thing. What would you do right now? I guess you'd have to, like, it depends on Like, if up there just the roof fell in and we couldn't go any further and there's, like, those five people in front of us crashed but we got to stop in time? I would hope that the rock just busted through this wall and saved us all. It'd be Why so hard. That man, dude. Yeah. Usually, like, he's going upside down Batman? Oh, yeah, Batman Mobile. No, you'd have to fucking, you'd have to skid out, not crash, and then we'd have to drive back the other fucking way with oncoming traffic, like a real action movie. We'd throw Timmy on the roof, because he just seems like he could help us up there. Well, like, if some shit pops off and Timmy's gotta, like, jump off and roll out stuntman style, like, one of us lives on, maybe? I don't know. Timmy! Go without us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would survive that slam because he kicked Luke Crook Hollywood 16. <laughs> That's without our last words. You could do it. Kick Luke Crook Hollywood. It's like the same as bailing off of that, for sure, jumping off a roof of a car. It did. How many slams did you take, Timmy? Dude, we talked about this last time. I want to be refreshed, though. Did you take how many tries? And be, was it honestly 10 tries? Yeah. 
how fucking bad were you hurting, or did afterwards was your adrenaline just going and you didn't really get hurt? I didn't really, didn't really hurt that bad. It was just like after so many tries, you can only land something. You like you can only stand up even if you like land on it perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, take the impact. So many. You have to be fully pitted. Fully pitted. Fully pitted. Alright, this is where I always fuck up and go the wrong way, so I'm not gonna do that today. To me, to me, to try that on that rail is ridiculous. It's like painful, ridiculous. I mean, didn't you try to nollie heel board the 12 like 10 years ago? I had it. I fucking had it. McKendo shot that, right? Yeah. He was filming he, it. Yeah, he was filming it. I had it. Didn't have it. I remember enough. he told me about that. Always gotta go back to like shit like that. Because I always get too exhausted. Damn, no, he'll board. Almost. I remember Ryan Desenzo, maybe? I think you might be right. Who I'm trying to have on the show. I saw him down in Tampa, and he was, like, a little little tipsy, and I was too, and we just started doing it like an impromptu podcast, and I was like, this guy'd be fun. He's good, dude. Yeah. He's a good good one. And he's Canadian, though. Those guys are pretty awesome, usually. Yeah, Ryan's a good fucking dude, man. Yeah, Yeah, I remember McKendo telling me about the Nollyheel board. And it, I think I, like, asked about some shit, and he's like, oh, I think Shetler tried it. Yeah. And I was like, no. And I was like, how was he bailed? Like, I had so many questions. I was uh-huh. like, how did he bail? Did he get smoked? Like, did he sack it? Like, how did he get out of it? I feel like if you just go fast, you can clear it. Yeah, I did probably everything and everything in between as well. Like, I tried, did board slide, I'm sure, grinded it, did all that stuff, and then started nollying, probably delaying the nollie board slide. By that time, I was probably already tired, yeah. but warmed up, so then I was like, alright, I'll start flicking it through a few, and then you start flicking it out there and seeing if the nose goes over the rail, and then I'm sure I just got on one by chance, and then I was like, alright, I'm gonna do it, and I probably tried, like, 15 tries of like fully committed and yeah. just came up got robbed you know on a few I'm, I'm pretty positive that usually the story and then i have to go back fresh and like have all that data from that first session but go back fresh <laughs> you know what i mean go back That's fresh exactly. and fucking and go okay i know what i did wrong the last time i gotta get warmed up quicker and just start going in and then try to commit earlier and then usually wait you so get you're it. back no 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 but i'm saying if i did like that's how i would do it yeah because i'm like I didn't go back because I was just visiting and I just never ended up back at that spot. Yeah, just mentally getting yourself to go back and want to attack this fucking thing. Because I get like nollie heel nose and nollie heel crooks because you could put your foot on the rail. But then that nollie heel board is a moment where you're like, have that commitment of like, well, I'm just going to fucking rack it. Well, it's usually like if you can get the flick right and the board comes up over the rail every time, you can still bail it out without committing, but you know it's there. So yeah. then when you do, like, one or two of those, then you just go, all right, sack or land on it. And then you just commit, and usually it's there. How many times Except do you for sack those bad rails? days. Like, uncountable? Or you can't even count how many times you Oh, sack sacked rails? rails? Yeah. Um, no, I have, like, three or four that are pretty that brutal. One, that kink rail one was a rough one. Out here? No, I think... The At Albuquerque. Yeah. New Mexico. Albuquerque. New Mexico. Red, Red one? Rail. Yeah. Yeah, that one that was... That one you're hanging... That's probably, that's probably, <laughs> yeah, we're hanging. You sacked 3D hanging. rail way back in the day. Yeah, oh, that right. one, then the one in Bridgewater, I sacked, it's like a down flat, it's like a gap rail down you flat. You sacked the due to our contest rail. Did I, I didn't fully sack it, did I? Yeah, I have a lot of half sacks, for Ooh. sure. Timmy? Sacked. Low road part on that feeble. Nice. That was when I like first met you. I think yeah. <laughs> you were doing feeble kickflip. Yeah, Timmy can sack with the best of them. Trick, That's it. funny. Um, 
You know that Gonzalo in Atlanta that's really low? The black one? Oh, yeah. you sacked front side? That's yeah. your regular? Yeah. Sacked that real. We that Smith? No, I guess I it. Smith it and that. Just being an idiot and thought I could like nose grind it first try and just stacked it. I like your confidence. Yeah. You it got was a great. Confidence <laughs> went way down after that. <laughs> you were juiced from the Smith, though, so you just charged it. I get that. I can get that for sure. Yeah. I don't sack as much as these guys make it sound. Okay. <laughs> I'm just curious because I've like. <laughs> I've never real, real sacked. I've sacked it on a rail I was trying to skate over. When I was like... Oh, that's I was, weird. I was like fucking 15. <laughs> when I was like 12, I sacked my board trying to hard flip. Oh, gnarly. That's like a full popsicle stick. Card, like, yeah. oh, that and then two other times on fucking bump to bars. Doing oh, that's weird. And my back foot slipped off. And the board went straight up, and I sacked my board over the rail. Oh, like the rail like, board was hanging on its truck, and yeah. you sacked it? Oh, that's the Oh, you worst. pogoed it, but your shit was on <laughs> the rail? Because I like, yeah. like this, and my back foot slipped off, so I went like Oh, that. shit. On a Nolly people and a Kickflip people, like a week wow. apart. What is all this we're jiving about right now? This is just chaos in the city, in Boston. We're down in this area where the skate park is, and it's just uh, where all the duck boats are, and... Oh, they oh, get is this Alzheimer's? A fucking Alzheimer's yeah, walk well, right now. As we're smoking weed, like <laughs> causing ourselves Alzheimer's driving through this. Is that true? Don't freak no, me out. No, I don't out. know if that's all true. Right, all right. <laughs> Make me nervous. But for sure. But this area short is your memory. This area this area seems like this is where you do it though cuz there's traffic but it's not as bad. So running's just like a huge thing out here. I think, dude, I don't know. I, I'm assuming see so many runners oh in the cities for yeah. sure for sure people are running you gotta get exercise you gotta move right yeah cause you guys only have like 6 months to do it yeah you gotta be active for sure cause you're wasting like you gotta take advantage of the good weather for sure you gotta rip this I don't know if there's gonna be cops or uh, I'm okay right now we're pulling up to Lynch family right now um yeah that was good that was fun <laughs> <laughs> hey this trip has been awesome thank you guys yeah, Dude, thanks you. for having us. Yeah, no worries. Now we just got to figure out where we can park. Let's hope Timmy doesn't miss his flight home. I'm dropping him off, and it could still happen. Yeah, Dave. Baby Dave shreds, dude. Oh, I see a couple people I know. Are we skating the skate park, or are we just going to... Shall we? I mean, we got time, right? We could do both. Yeah, the skate park looks insane. Should we take a lap, at least, and then go to... Uh, we can just take a lap and then break out. Pretty sick, though. Pretty chill. Yeah, um, make sure you guys go to thehighrisecode.com. Use yeah. the code word doobie talk and get yourself 30% off. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Good plug right at the end. That was perfect. Watch it, bird ass birds. You think I can park over here, dude? I don't know. Probably not. Huh? Yeah. Or probably so. I should just start telling them that you're from here. So, yeah, you're good right here. Yeah, I know what you're doing, bro. It looks like other people are parked here, but... It used to be kind of chill, but... Alright. We love you, fuckers. Bye. Last thing before we get out of here, I'd just like to thank you, the people out there that make this show possible by copping something from allineedskate.com. Uh, it means a lot to me that you try one of our decks or apparel, uh, and it directly keeps the lights on and helps make this show possible. So I'm really grateful, so thank you. And uh, if you've never tried an All I Need deck, please do. Uh, made in the USA, graphics done by Peter James Glenn, a true artist, draws it all out. 
um, and tested and ridden by the best amateurs and pros in skateboarding.